Justin, and I'm glad you are here. Noon to two, Monday through Friday. If not, uh, uh, of course, you can always stream us live wherever you are. If you're not near your radio, stream us uh, live on any number of things, your phone, in your car, or wherever it might be, uh, at WJR.com, Alexa, Google Home. You can download the WJR app. Here's what I want you to be sure to do, too, is go to thegreatvoice.com, and you can listen to our show in its entirety very quickly at any time that's actually convenient for you. All right, we're raring to go on this uh, Wednesday, January 10th. Uh, Dave Rieger, our producer, Danielle Mason, pressing all the controls, and Rich Luzinski, our WJR traffic and weather first. All right, I got to get to this right away. Uh, no, not the Hunter Biden thing. I'll get to that uh, that Capitol Hill follies uh, here in just a moment. But first, why does it take a talk show host in Detroit to bring up a story that is extremely important that the mainstream media I, somehow, unless I missed it, but I, I read all the papers, I re- go online, I do all the stuff. So all this talk about the Boeing 737 MAX and what they continued to say was the window blowing out when we could see it was a whole door area. And later that was explained that Boeing puts that in there as an extra uh, escape route if the airline chooses to use it as that. This airline did not. And uh, it then went flying out, not just the window, the whole out, uh, the outline of a door that wasn't really operating as an emergency exit. But that whole thing went out, and it because of bolts that were not done correctly. Not one story that I read about that included what I pointed out back at the beginning of the year. It happened in December, actually, where they grounded a Boeing 737 MAX because there was a loose bolt in the rudder control. Pretty important to have that rudder working properly. And when they opened up the rudder system and looked at it, there was a bolt sitting there missing a nut, which means after a point in time of using the rudder, that bolt was going to fall out and that rudder was going to be useless. Now, they said at first, well, you know, they, the pilot goes through a checklist and he checks the rudder. Well, of course he checks the rudder, and I bet the rudder works. But eventually, with no nut on the bolt, that rudder is going to stop working properly when the bolt falls out because there's no nut on it. That's not been brought up at all in all these other stories the last week or so about that door system, window and door system, blowing off the plane because of a bolt problem. That whole plane is a bucket of bad bolts. Grounding the Boeing 737 MAX should be just the beginning. Just imagine if they would have put Alan Mulally in charge, Boeing would be doing so much better. And where would Ford have been if we weren't able to hire him once he was passed over for the top job at Boeing. Think about that. Our great luck appears to be Boeing's great misfortune. All right, so today the theater continued. Uh, The self-important, privileged, arrogant Hunter Biden, who is clearly a jerk, uh, 
who's had major problems and been coddled and treated with, uh, I don't know what, with his father, but he and his father make up a large part of the Biden syndicate. I pointed out a long time ago the Philadelphia real estate illegal activity. He asked a friend of mine, a broker, to be involved with. She chose not to be. He said, that's okay. We'll find somebody else who will do this, in a sense, saying without saying, this illegal activity. So the Capitol Hill Follies, the off-off-off-off-Broadway show continues. The show continues on the right with Hunter Biden and President Biden. The Follies continue on the left, doing everything they can to be sure the people of America are not able to choose Donald Trump if that's who they'd like to choose as the next president of the United States. And it's been brought up again and again, and I just heard it with the boys, Tom and Kevin, on WJR All Talk. You know, this a guy came on, and he's, he's right about this. You have to end up looking past the personality to the performance of Donald Trump. And that goes for the state of Michigan. It goes for everywhere in these United States. I'm not going to convince anybody. I understand that. I'm just pointing it out at this point as our perspective. And the latest thing, sadly, you know, disinformation gets out there and it has a life of its own. I just heard in our Fox newscast at noon, they're claiming, because this is what everyone thought happened, when Hunter Biden pulled off his stunt today that was very effective, showing up then walking out, I showed up! Um, Fox News was talking about their reporter, Hillary Vaughn, who was asking Hunter why was his father on the telephone during his business meetings. And Hunter said, well, you have a father? Does he call you? Would you take his call? Yeah, but why do you have to have him on during your business meeting if he's not involved in your business? And then we hear Hunter Biden saying, you're dangerous, very dangerous. And Fox ran with that as if that's what Hunter Biden said to her. And then they said, a reporter asking questions, legitimate questions, he considers to be dangerous? Well, they corrected that on Fox News on television a little while ago. They corrected it and said, we need to point out, Hunter Biden was not saying, you're dangerous, very dangerous, to Hillary Vaughn, the Fox News reporter, who asked the question, why is your dad on the phone? He said it to another reporter who fell basically almost into Hunter Biden, tripped and fell, and he said, you're dangerous, you're very dangerous. And it's my job to point out what really happened, even if it means going against what we just heard in the Fox News at noon. Because Fox corrected that earlier, but one side didn't know what the other side was talking about, I guess. Well, um, Rieger, the excitement continues as the fans stood out in the rain that seems to be endless. We've had rain, and then we've had more rain on top of the more rain. And the fans crowded onto uh, the Glick Fieldhouse practice field yesterday, last night, in Ann Arbor to greet the returning national champions. It was pretty darn exciting. Coach went around shaking hands. 
It was just a lot of fun. And why shouldn't they be having fun? They don't want to think about the future, what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. And there's going to be a parade celebration and a, a parade slash and a celebration probably on State Street. Saturday. We'll give you all the details as they become available. Have you heard anything else? Yes, I, I, yes, I did hear yesterday. I was in Ann Arbor. There is going to be a parade, and um, it's going to be packed. No doubt about it. Even though it will be a shorter parade than we're used to with the extravagant parades that uh, Tony Michaels and the parade company gives us, this will sure. be at least the Michigan Marching Band oh, yeah. and the team. And, uh, and certainly the coach. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That's Saturday. And what else? Oh, uh, I missed a birthday. I, I was upside down. Uh, so happy birthday yesterday to Kelly Orsini. Uh, she's known as Kelly Arch on Instagram. And, uh, and she's married to the great uh, Frank Orsini at Lear Corporation, Ray Scott's teammate, one of Ray Scott's team members, Frank Orsini at Lear. And uh, Kelly Orsini celebrating her birthday. I think she's 30. I'm not sure what her age is. Well, that can't be right because one of her sons is already 21. But I'm going to say she's 30. And she says on her Instagram, her job is Santino and Rocco, their two sons. And both Kelly and Frank have done a great job with those two boys. A great job. All right, uh, let's see. We got a lot going on here, Mr. Rieger. We're going to go out to CES with Guy Gordon, the consumer electronics show that started, gee whiz, in the 60s in New York, and a heck, a heck of a lot more, including President Trump in court again. Have you noticed that our government now is either trying to prosecute Trump or trying to prosecute Biden and nothing else matters, which is ridiculous? as we continue on WJR. Well, a lot going on, that's for sure. As I mentioned, the Capitol Hill Follies, the off-off-off-Broadway edition, way off-Broadway. And uh, today, uh, no different. In fact, today exploded with uh, a fabulous stunt by uh, Hunter Biden and his team of lawyers. And in fact, we're lucky enough to have a guy who was there in the middle of all of it, and that's Fox News correspondent and WJR contributor Ryan Schmelz coming back here on the Paul W. Smith Focus Show. Ryan, uh, sometimes being in the right place at the right time really pays off. Uh, not, not, not quite. I wish it was it was it was that well. You know, we had we had people who were staking out outside the uh, hearing room where they were going to have this committee markup, and there's two going on right now for the contempt charges against Biden: it's the judiciary and oversight. And so I was down in this hallway where Republican leadership has its conference meeting. And, you know, they come out, they talk to the media and the pressing issues were the, you know, Speaker Johnson, if he's going to face a motion to vacate, you know, avoiding a government shutdown. And all of a sudden, a bunch of reporters start leaving and we go to the press conference where Speaker Johnson's going to usually have his uh, weekly presser with a bunch of other Republican leaders. And Chad Pergram, who's, you know, our senior congressional correspondent, gets up from his big boy chair, which is right in the front row, first chair there with right in line with the speaker. And he gets up and leaves. Um, And so I kind of slide into the big boy chair. And obviously we start checking Twitter. And then you realize that Hunter Biden had just showed up to the Capitol. Next, you know, all heck was breaking loose. Well, what do you mean? You were in the middle of it. You were there. It was happening. Oh, yeah. It was. (laughs) Don't sell yourself short. You were there for this stunt. Yeah, no, it's been one of the... 
yeah, no, it, it's been one of the crazier days I've seen. And I've seen some crazy ones in my first year here. <laughs> you certainly have. And all of America has experienced some crazy ones because it's important. It's, it seems if you were from another planet, we might be. Uh, and you came down, you would say, oh, I see what they do in Washington. They fight and attack each other. Even though they've been, uh, from what I've been told, elected to represent the people and get things done that make our lives better, safer, more sound, it appears to be more important to them to fight each other. And in this case, trying to get rid of this guy named Biden and trying to get rid of this guy named Trump, as far as you can tell with what's happening there. And that's what kind of that hearing devolved, dissolved into, because you had Hunter Biden show up to the hearing, uh, sit there as a, as a witness. And next, you know, you have Republicans trying to address him, getting him to testify in many ways. And eventually uh, you have Nancy Mace, the congresswoman from South uh, Carolina, call, saying he has white privilege. You have Marjorie Taylor Greene begin speaking. Then Hunter Biden decides to leave and uh, eventually took some actually took some questions from the press outside before getting in his car and, and leaving the, the Capitol, what it looks like. Uh, but, you know, there's been so many arguments in this hearing that's still going on, by the way, about who defied a subpoena, what what the standard was under Trump versus what the standard is under Biden. And it's been just a pretty, uh, pretty feisty and very toxic meeting over the last couple of hours. What we could see was this was a well-planned stunt. They actually had a camera crew ready or two ready to capture it all. Uh, if people were paying attention, I'm sure they would have seen Secret Service men in the hearing room early on to know that, that somebody was coming in that had Secret Service protection. I don't think they yeah. would have thought that it was Senior Biden, but maybe Junior Biden, which, in fact, yeah. it was. And and certainly he made a statement. But I'm wondering this, and you can tell me why, because Ryan Schmeltz, this is what you do, our Fox News correspondent, WJR contributor. We have an open forum. He claimed, he, Hunter Biden, claimed he would take questions in an open forum. Why didn't they quickly pivot and start doing that? Say, well, well Mr. Biden, we're glad you're here. You said you would do this. You didn't want to do it behind closed doors. You would do it in the open. So let's begin. Well, they did do that in some ways. They were trying to get him to get up there and testify. He obviously, I don't think he took the bait and didn't do so. But it was certainly uh, kind of a pivot from Republicans. And at least in, in the minimum, some of them turned their testimony from just talking about him and making whatever claims they were going to make to uh, addressing him directly, as we mentioned before. So, yeah, you can maybe say that he that that was him showing up for his public testimony. But, you know, it's a it, it's a it's a committee markup. They're supposed to be talking about the bill that's supposed to hold him in contempt of Congress. So, you know, he keeps saying he's going to appear before uh, a, a public hearing at some point that he's willing to. But Republicans have said, on the other hand, that he has to sit for a deposition first because that's what they've done with other witnesses in this impeachment investigation. Well, Ryan, we asked you to come on to talk about uh, what's happening now with uh, President Trump. He was present in court. Uh, and the judges expressed a lot of skepticism of claims that he's immune from prosecution. One of the best uh, well-rehearsed questions was, so you're telling me if the president had SEAL SEAL Team 6, I don't know how they got so specific, uh, kill one of his, (laughs) somebody running against him, and he had him killed, um, he would not be prosecuted for that? I mean, that's what at least we keep hearing in the media. So what's happened today yeah. on that front? Yeah, that, that was probably certainly the most 
what you call the social media wowing moment from yesterday certainly was. It was the one that you saw on Twitter, on social media, people talking about it. But whether or not it's the biggest moment that stood out in terms of the strongest legal argument or strongest legal question that was asked, that's kind of past my pay grade. It did appear that some of his lawyers really did struggle to answer some of these questions about and make this argument about why President Trump should be immune from this case by claiming presidential immunity. But uh, based off what our legal analysts at Fox have been saying is that the next steps here is that we await a ruling, essentially. Uh, if there's a unanimous uh, ruling between the three judges, we'll probably hear from them within the coming days, and it shouldn't take long. But if there's a split decision or there's going to be a bigger legal analysis attached to it, this might take a little bit longer. So... I... We have a, a debate uh, uh, tonight, I guess, right? Tonight, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's only going to have the two people there. The third would have right. been Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, it, Nikki Haley seems to be coming on strong. She's uh, uh, at, right now in New Hampshire, I'm told. Yeah. A new CNN poll has Haley trailing the former president by just seven points. 39% of Republican voters supporting Donald Trump, former president, and 32% supporting Haley. Will this ever get his attention? Maybe not, I guess. Maybe. I mean, he. I think he has maybe hinted in the past that he would be willing to debate somebody if it got close and if that person, if the race pretty much got narrowed down to just two people. So I think he's flirted with that idea. But, you know, obviously he still has the big lead in Iowa, but if Nikki Haley pulls off this upset in New Hampshire, keep in mind the next state on the docket is her home state of South Carolina. So this might get interesting. Well, this this I think this uh, means we're looking for a brawl tonight uh, between we'll DeSantis see. and Haley. It looks like it could be a real brawl, and it's just yeah, the maybe. two of them. Yeah. Well, Vivek Ramaswamy is not on the stage this time either, so maybe that might be a good sign that uh, Nikki Haley might have a, maybe a calmer opponent. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see for sure. Thank you, Ryan. Always a good job. Thanks for the up-to-the-minute reports, too, on that breaking uh, story. Appreciate it. Thanks, Paul W. Have a good one. You too. Ryan Schmelz, Fox News correspondent, WJR contributor. Lots going on there in Washington. None of it good for us, that's for sure. Uh, But beyond that, that's what's going on in Washington, frankly, all the time now. Hey, tomorrow's special broadcast Uh, The Paul W. Smith Focus Show, live from the Detroit Policy Conference at the Motor City Casino Soundboard. I'm going to be in the air, so our special guest host, perfect for this, Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle, Oakland County Executive Dave Coulter, and Wayne County Executive Warren Evans. You're in for a special treat tomorrow from noon to 2, right here on WJR. Stream us live or listen to the podcast at thegreatvoice.com as we continue. For the past several years, Guy Gordon's had the great opportunity to go out to the Consumer Electronics Show, which started uh, a long time ago, 1967. Uh, CES, Consumer Electronics Show, was launched in New York City. Uh, It moved out to Vegas and got bigger and better than ever. It challenged and didn't help the auto show industry because they became kind of an auto show uh, in that, uh, you'll recall, in the past, Alan Mulally, when he was running Ford, was asked to be the keynote speaker, not once, but twice. And they started uh, showing all of the technology in cars that we knew that most people didn't think of. And now now they think of, a, of a, your automobile as kind of like a, a smartphone. Guy is out there seeing all the things that people hope will 
show us a future that's brighter with some things that can help us all in our homes, in our offices, et cetera, et cetera. Are you having fun, guy? Oh, I, it's um, it's a little bit like riding a tsunami if you're a surfer. Uh, and if you're a gadget <laughs> guy, it's a lot like that as well. And I'm just trying not – I'm trying to tread water right, right now. 2.3 million square feet of exhibit space out here in Las Vegas. And that doesn't count the showcases they have at the various hotels where you can go – and visit with like 100 different exhibitors, Paul. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's astonishing the space they have. Uh, Guy, of course, uh, host of JR Mornings, along with Jamie and Lloyd. And uh, you've been doing this for how many years now? I think this is my fifth or sixth now. The pandemic yeah. interrupted it. But i got to tell you, the, the pandemic has had an impact on it. This is the first show where we've had a, a full contingent, more than 150,000 uh exhibitors journalists everything else out here and what's interesting is when, when i say tsunami i mean it's it's not just innovation in products that already exist and upgrading them and making them more useful it's, it's things that we haven't seen before um one of the things that we have there, there are too few seeing eye dogs for instance uh one of the things they're really working hard on right here and we're going to talk to some folks at gentex from the west side of the state about this in a, in a few minutes is these haptic headsets that will help the visually impaired navigate and have the confidence to take on life to a higher degree, not to necessarily replace the seeing eye dog, but for those that can't get one to, to be a surrogate. Fabulous. Hey, talk to us about, I know you have three specific uh, topics. One is the echo flow home battery, and you've talked to some of the experts behind these uh, start to give us that information. Well, Paul, I don't have to tell you or anybody else that the fact that power outages are not just an inconvenience. I mean, they can be in cold weather, life-threatening to people in their homes. And everywhere we look here, because of the rolling blackouts in California, because of the problems we've had in Michigan, there are home energy storage solutions. These on-site batteries that you can charge either with a generator, you could charge them off of the grid or off the solar panel, and they will give you up to anywhere from 6 to 20 kilowatts of power uh, to power your home for, in some cases, if you want to scale it up, multiple days of outages to make sure you can keep most of your appliances on. I talked to Ryan Oliver about it, and he explained why EcoFlow is getting awards. Ryan, we've seen so many home energy solutions at, at CES at the previews. What sets EcoFlow apart? Yeah, I think the big thing that's setting our, our uh, Delta Pro Ultra apart, it's going to be really the scalability and the flexibility of this uh, solution. So, you know, you can start out with a fairly small system, but it's expandable to something that can give you a, a month's worth of home backup power. It's also portable. So, you know, it's not something that's tethered to your wall. If you do want to take it out for tailgating, uh, uh, camping, it also hooks up to an RV. You know, so you're not stuck with it just as a home backup solution. Or even better, if I'm in a starter home or a small bungalow, when I upscale, yes, yes. So you know, and it's an off-grid, off-grid solution. You know, it can power up by solar. It can also power up by regular AC power. So talk to me about the value proposition here. If I've got a small home, small footprint, my energy needs are low. What would I need, and how much does it cost me to scale it up? for those two or three day heavy weather events. So yeah, if you, you know, for a typical uh, power outage scenario, pretty much we started, we sell a starter kit. Uh, that's about $6,000. That's gonna give you about a day's worth of uh, whole home backup power. Uh, and you can scale up from there. 
and it, it's just a matter of adding a battery on top of a battery. Is it pretty much plug and play? Doesn't require a lot of heavy installation. It's it's really easy. So once you have either a, a uh, you know you can put in a smart home panel um, which connects to our system that would require an electrician, or you can do a regular uh, uh, transport inlet. Uh, so from there, once once you've installed that, it's pretty much plug and play. So for each eight hours of backup energy that I need, it's going to cost me about $2,000. Is that kind of a rough uh, cost? Probably less than that. And if you're in a power outage scenario, you're probably going to be fairly judicious. You're not going to maybe run everything in your house. You're going to be a little bit careful in what you're using. You know, maybe it's the Wi-Fi, maybe it's a heating device, you know, something like that. All right. Brian Oliver, thanks so much. It's called EcoFlow. And who are your retailers? Our retailers, uh, EcoFlow.com, as well as Amazon, Home Depot, uh, a lot of the big uh, Costco, a lot of the big names out there. Fascinating. What I like about it, Paul, is that it's it's really. Uh, I, I think the 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 cost equation makes a lot of sense here, and you can take it with you when you move to a new home. Sure. The the next one is, uh, and the third one, uh, the mask you wear to keep your conversations private. Since that's aimed at people that like are taking the train to work and things like that, maybe you can right. just describe it to us. But first, uh, I'm very interested in the Sharp 3-in-1 Fast Oven. Okay, think of a microwave, an infrared, a convection oven, all of them in one. That's what this, this Sharp Oven does. And uh, I talked to Jasmine about just how much time it can save you. So, Jasmine, what makes the Sharp high-speed oven high-speed? How do you do it? So, yes, this high-speed oven, it does cut down the cooking time to um, one-third of the time. Yeah. So, three times faster than a normal oven. It does contain the inverted control, such as a microwave does have. And then also it does have the convection, full European. And it does also have the gold carbon heater as well. And, and what's that? So, the gold carbon heater, it's gold obviously, and it's above the oven and it just applies more heat to uh, contribute to the faster cook time. And the faster cook time also needs to, to a crispness on the things that we want crisp. Correct. You can throw a rotisserie chicken inside there. It'll cook to uh, and take 30 minutes to cook versus a normal oven would take about 90 minutes. So if it's three heating elements in one, does that mean I have to pay three times more? It is a luxury. It does cut down on time, cooking time. So it's, it's definitely worth it. So the question is, how much do you value your time? And what, what might the price point be once this comes to market? Uh, I don't believe there is a true price point that has been determined yet, but okay. it's, I would say, around $4,000 to $5,000. Ah! Oh! As well, Mr. It, Wonderful might say on Shark Tank, wait a second, that changes everything. $5,000 okay. for an oven! Okay, but if you're in a small space and you don't have room for maybe a conventional oven and a microwave and a toaster oven, for instance. You could go three-in-one here. And i got to tell you, I saw them do a chicken that came out, and it was almost had a, like a grilling-type effect. It was so golden and so crispy up on top. It, was, it looked much better than the, turkey, the, the chicken that came out of a conventional oven. <laughs> All right. Okay. They're not available yet, though. I should be warning Mrs. Gordon that that one might be delivered Thank before God. you even get home. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as this other thing about uh, this is so bizarre because it doesn't apply to a lot of us, but a mask to wear to keep your conversations private. Just tell us about that. So it may apply to more of us than you might think, because in the future, you're going to be able to make cell calls from airliners. 
And, and the question becomes, how do you continue to do your business on the airliner without disturbing those around you? And let's face it, while we're sitting on the tar- tarmac, there are people that don't give a rip now. I mean, they're just annoying the rest of us all the time. <laughs> this is the same kind of mask that would go over the face of a fighter pilot. So if it's very snugly, it, it, uh, it merges with your cell phone. You have a headset. They can't hear you. More importantly, they can't hear what you're talking about. So if you're having a private conversation, maybe proprietary information, they can't hear that. And you're not annoying other people. Um, it runs about 400 bucks. And as we enter this new universe where we can have business calls on airliners, it may be a useful device for some people. Yeah, I guess so. Never thought of it like that. I would, be, I would fear that the people who are annoying on their cell phones won't buy it and will continue to be annoying because they don't care by the way i got a call from your lovely gail she says go ahead honey if you need to buy the sharp three in one fast oven go ahead how's that take the take the floor model (laughs) get a deal dear all righty guy have fun we'll be listening in the mornings appreciate it all right paul w take care guy gordon host of jr morning along with jamie and lloyd And he's in Las Vegas, lucky dog, at the Consumer Electronics Show. There's a lot going on there, and we'll hear all about it while he's there all this week as we continue on WJR. Well, this is, if you're looking for uh, some kind of a a bright side to a horrific story, this is the closest we're going to get with this one. Uh, It is a horrific story. We all felt that when we heard about it, no doubt. But the friends and families of the family devastated by the loss of the parents of six children, have established a fundraising account, and our WJR senior news analyst, Marie Osborne, has the details for us. Talk about trying to find something positive out of a horrific story, Marie. Uh, That's indeed true, Paul, and we have an important update to this story that just occurred uh, within the last couple of hours. So first, let's start with the story. The Farmington Hills couple were killed Saturday night on the Lodge Freeway near Civic Center Drive. Michigan State Police say it, this happened about 1.30 in the morning. 45-year-old Ryan Ambrosio and his 43-year-old uh, wife, Jen, were coming home after a date night when they were struck by a pickup truck driving the wrong way on the freeway. MSP says this wrong way vehicle had been the focus of a carjacking and was being pursued driving with its lights off in in an effort they believe to evade police. The driver in the suspect vehicle, 35-year-old man from Romulus and his passenger were uh, severely injured in the accident. They were taken to the hospital. Now back to the family. The family of the Ambrosios say that their children range in age from two to nine years old. And even Mm. though their parents are gone, there is a large extended family that will ensure that these children will be raised together and in a safe and loving home. They wanted the public to know that. The family were members of Our Lady of Sorrows Catholic Church and People there said that these were well-known people. They would come to Mass with their six kids in tow. Um, On the GoFundMe page, a relative wrote, they were so loved by so many of us, their families, friends, church, community groups. They're reeling from this shocking loss. Now, about that GoFundMe page, uh, this uh, at last check, which was just a few minutes ago, I checked it out. They're almost at $375,000 at that GoFundMe page. If you'd like to assist, you can go to GoFundMe. And chances are the the, uh, page, their page might just come up for you because you're in this area. But if not, you can search Ambrosio, A-M-B-R-O-S-I-O, and it'll come up for you. You can make a donation. 
The funeral for Ryan and Jen will be at Our uh, Lady of Sorrows Catholic Church in Farmington on Saturday. Now, Paul, the last bit of news we want to share uh, with you and our listeners that just happened in the last couple of hours, the Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald has charged a 35-year-old resident of Romulus, uh, Angel Melendez Ortiz, with two counts of second-degree murder and two counts of first-degree fleeing and eluding police causing death in connection to this case. So charges now have been lodged against this person. Thank God. You know, uh, Kim first told me of this story, and and I said, let me guess, the guy who was driving and killed this couple did not die. Mm. And she said, nope, you're absolutely right. And this happens a lot in a situation like this. But I have to tell you, I hope Karen McDonald can... Well, I guess it's up to the judge, too. I hope this person goes to prison forever. And I'm sorry that it's only prison that he can be punished with. But they should go to prison forever. They have changed, I'm not going to say destroyed, but changed the lives of six young children who will live with this for so many years. They're from, you said, two to nine Two to nine. They're young. Yeah, they're young. They're very young. Uh, this is a horrific thing for them to go through and for their family that will have to take good care of them. They weren't expecting to, to have six more children in the family that needed their help and assistance. I think if we allow people to get away with doing these things, they will continue to do these things. This guy was in the process, allegedly, of carjacking. There should be incredible consequences just for that act alone, to try to keep people from doing it. But then when you do it and you turn your lights off and you drive the wrong way on the road and you kill two people, I don't know what else they need to put someone like that away forever. I don't know really what they would need. No doubt. No doubt. Um, But thankfully, these children and the family making this effort to tell the public these children are so loved and they promise to keep them together and and, uh, keep them precious as they are. Um, One family member talking about how their phones are absolutely filled with pictures of family reunions and graduations and performances. And so this whole family, and we're talking about the extended family here as well, just completely centered on their family, which is, you know, you don't always see that. And so this, in this case, we do. And it's a big thing. You just mentioned something uh, that might seem out of place. I'm going to say it, though. I just recently gave family members my, my code to get into my phone. Because if you die, nobody can get into your phone, as I understand it. Right. So make sure someone, a loved one, trusted loved one, of course, knows the code to get into your phone. You mentioned all those photographs and all that other information that we carry around on our phones now. Right. Make sure somebody has that. And if you go to the GoFundMe page, you said look for Ambrosio, Mm -hmm. A-M-B-R-O-S-I-O, Ambrosio, under GoFundMe. When this first was written, it was 270000 You say now 375000 I just checked, yeah. yeah close, just very close to three seventy-five. yeah. Okay, that's excellent. And it's another reminder to make each and every day count. Each day is a gift, and none of us know how much QTR we have remaining, quality time remaining.
So bear that in mind as we live our lives. Marie Osborne, always a great job. Thanks for bringing Thank this you. to our attention. Marie Osborne, WJR Senior News Analyst. We've got lots more to talk about. Nolan Findlay is back with a poll that says President Biden cannot win in Michigan. And lots more as we continue together on this Wednesday edition of Focus with Paul W. So glad you're here with us, and you're going to be thrilled to hear what I have to talk about. You can go online, and there's all kinds of things you can get to celebrate Michigan's incredible uh, championship, first time in 26 years, uh, the national champions. Uh, And it's been exciting, obviously. We've been celebrating it all along. We have a gentleman here named Bob Iback, former Chicago Cubs PR director and a sports broadcaster and newspaper journalist over the years, going back into the 70s. And he's covered a number of college football championships during his career. And I I hope, Bob, you felt that the one we just experienced was one of the most exciting ever. One, One of the best, Paul. And it's so nice to be with you on my trip to Chicago many times always listen to you and you do a wonderful job on the air and i know that you're happy because you're a graduate of the university of michigan I am. and uh this is amazing i mean uh i i knew uh when jim harbaugh was here in the chicago area where i i currently live uh i dealt a lot with jim back in those days when he was with the chicago bears and having been with the cubs uh, i came very close in 1984 i was hoping to come to your wonderful city and played the Tigers that year, although they were a very good team that ended up winning the World Series. Uh, we lost three games in a row out in San Diego, and that didn't happen. But I am very happy to be uh, back talking to you about this Michigan limited edition championship full, uh, football that's fully licensed. Uh, it will uh, It's only 5,000 of these will ever be made, and a portion of the proceeds are going to be going to Extra Yard for Teachers, which is a favorite charity of mine. I've worked with it's the official charity of the college football playoffs. I've worked with them the last past eight years during the playoffs to raise thousands and thousands of dollars uh, for school teachers. So the uh, proceeds or part of the proceeds from the sale of these uh, 5,000 footballs will go to help out school teachers in the state of Michigan and in particular in the Detroit area as well. They're $119.95 each. You'll get an individually numbered certificate of authenticity. And, uh, again, with that low number being made, uh, I do want to point out probably a little urgency because I know I checked in and we're probably closing in on the halfway mark sold out. So when I give out that phone number and website in just a moment, I, uh, I would urge people to do this sooner than later. What you'll get on the football, and everything is embossed on here, Paul, with each panel. Uh, the top panel has the uh, layout of the undefeated 15-0 season, 15 wins being the most in Michigan history. Uh, we get the scores, the opponents, and the dates of those games, along with a beautiful, uh, colorful Michigan helmet logo there. So you'll be able to look back on this season and remember how the whole thing unfolded. The panel right below that has Michigan football facts, the Michigan logo again, and championship history listing some of the other national titles and conference championships that the uh, Wolverines have won. And the third panel is my favorite because it's got the official Rose Bowl game logo on there, that big overtime win against Alabama in the semifinal game. And then right next to it, 
the college football championship logo, which says national champions, and that 34-13 to win over the Washington Huskies. So you'll get all that on this football. It's a one-of-a-kind. You cannot get it at stores or anywhere else. It's just being done to help out Extra Yard for Teachers. And the, the phone number you can call today to order these is one 800 345 2868. Again, that's 800 345 2868. Or simply go right to the website at the phone lines. You're bouncing around, and I know they have all morning. Nikosports.com. You can go there and order it. It's spelled N I K C O Sports.com. That's N I K C O Sports.com. Or again, that phone number 800 345 2868. And, uh, Paul, you can when you go to the website for the listeners, you can download a gift card right away, and that will be sent to you uh, right on your email or whatever. And uh, you can know that you can give that to that loved one or keep one for your friend or whatever. And then this, these footballs will be uh, are going into production. It takes a little longer to, to make them because everything is embossed. It's a, it's a really highly detailed process. But it will keep these things looking pristine for years to come. Well, they look, I'm telling you, they. I haven't touched one, but I'm looking at them, and they look fabulous. And I, the, here's the important notes to take away from this. Uh, full-sized, licensed football, fully licensed. There's a limited edition of 5,000. We might be halfway through that. And a portion of the proceeds being donated to Extra Yard for Teachers, raising thousands of dollars for needy school teachers throughout the state of Michigan to use for items in their classrooms. So there's a three for there, three good reasons to call 800-345-2868, 800-345-2868, or go online at www.nicosports.com. That's Nico, N-I-K-C-O, sports.com. And uh, I would suggest that time's a-wasting, and it would be a good time to, if you, if you have an interest in this for yourself, or for someone special in your life that you want to give a very great, memorable gift to, I wouldn't wait to Bob Ibeck. A quick question, Bob. With all yep. your experience, uh, former Chicago Cubs PR, former broadcaster, newspaper journalist, do you think Coach Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the NFL? Yes. I think he's done everything he set out to do at Michigan. I think there's a number of open vacancies in the NFL right now. I would be surprised if he stays, especially with so many of the ball players uh, going on to uh, the, end the NFL draft. I was afraid you were going to say that, but I needed to ask. <laughs> I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it, Robert. Thank you so much. Hey, Paul, it's always a pleasure, and thanks so much. And in closing, I want to thank your audience. We've raised over $3.1 million for charities in the last six years, and I know your station has been a big part of that. Well, we are the most giving people in the country right here within the sound of our voice right now. Bob Ibeck here with this fabulous football and the extra yard for teachers. What a great fundraiser. $119.95 at 800-345-2868. 800-345-2868 or online at www.nicosports.com, N-I-K-C-O sports.com. And how about this? You can celebrate your national champions for the first time in 26 years with this limited edition full-size football. 
UB Caller 9 right now at 1-800-859-0WJR, 1-800-859-0957 to win your own football. Ninth Caller, for a bonus chance to win, text keyword MICHIGAN to 800-859-0957. Official rules at WJR.com. Again, to purchase yours, visit NICOSports.com, N-I-K-C-O Sports.com, or call them right now at 800-345-2868. But we've got one for Caller 9 on us, the Paul W. Smith Show, focus on WJR. All righty, let's uh, check in as we have uh, every time there's been a debate. We check in with the director of debate, University of Michigan Debate Program, uh, Professor Aaron Call, who is with us in advance of tonight's Republican debate in Iowa with just uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis in this uh, debate. Uh, the only other person who qualified would be a man named Donald Trump, who has not been at any of the debates, and it'd be hard to argue why he should be. But that's another story, another time. Always a pleasure, Professor. Thanks for being with us. Oh, great to be back. Do you think um, this makes it an extra better debate with only two people? I do think that, that uh, two people is the, the ideal number. You know, as the uh, number of participants has declined since the first one, I think the, the debates have just kind of gotten better in general. And this kind of has more of a feel to a, a presidential one-on-one debate. The candidates have plenty of time, don't need to worry about kind of getting a word in edgewise because they know that they'll have plenty of opportunities um, Vivek Ramaswamy he has been kind of an agitator uh, and in some ways a sideshow in some of the previous debates. So not having him there can really allow two candidates that are um, vying to be second place, uh, an, a credible alternative to Trump, um, just allow them kind of to go one-on-one with each other while also talking about Trump, who's, as you mentioned, hasn't participated in the debates because even if one of them wins this particular debate, if they don't make any, any ground on Trump or kind of bring him back closer to where they are, then it's ultimately you know, will be considered a failure. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I'll miss the, uh, the, the Ramaswamy putting everyone down and then Chris Christie's kind of sitting back and, and criticizing Ramaswamy. <laughs> I always found that kind of entertaining. Yeah, um, it definitely – you know, he, Ronald Tommy especially, found a way to get a lot of oxygen. And he would, even though he wasn't in, you know, for a top-tier candidate, would oftentimes get the most amount of speaking time. And so he had a very good knack for that. I do think we'll see Chris Christie on stage again. There's supposed to be two debates coming up in New Hampshire soon. And just the way the criteria works, I think he'll qualify for those, but didn't hit the 10% threshold. Oh, I, thought, was, I, I didn't realize. I thought this might be the last, well, the last before uh, the caucuses, I guess, begin. Yeah. But and the, and then I did read that uh, Haley was really breathing down, if that's possible, President Trump's uh, back or neck, maybe in New Hampshire. Yes, so there's some polls that have come out showing a single-digit race, and a lot of people think if Christie were to drop out, then a lot of his supporters would go to Haley, and she could maybe tie or eclipse him, but. As of yesterday, he shows no signs of dropping out. Doesn't think that Haley is kind of going forcefully enough against uh, Trump. So, so yes, yeah, some there are some polls uh, that, that show very close uh, with her in New Hampshire, and that's also why tonight's debate in Iowa is so important because with Haley could could get an upset second place um, in Iowa that could provide her further momentum and really end the candidacy of DeSantis 
Uh, and so there's uh, going to be a lot of stakes, and I think it's going to be a pretty, you know, a negative tone of the debate given how close it is to when voting starts and how much is on the line. I suppose Aaron Call with us, uh, Professor Call, Director of Debate, University of Michigan Debate Program. One thing that they won't be able to do is uh, neither of the candidates tonight will be able to kind of sit back and watch what's going on and use a little time to better prepare a response or a reaction when given the chance. They're both going to have to be on the entire time, and they both have been instructed, I'm sure, to be as presidential acting as possible. Yeah, these one-on-one debates require a lot more stamina, and as you mentioned, you always have to be on your game. You know, some of the early debates were eight candidates, and if you had to, everyone gets to answer a question, and you're uh, seventh or eighth, you have a lot of time to think about. You have time to go out and get a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, what you want to say, you know, what <laughs> criticize other people's, but no, this um, is a lot more pressure, and uh, and yeah, it'll kind of test them as debaters. And both of them have, you know, done very well so far. Haley's probably benefited the most from the debates, but I think DeSantis, I give him maybe a little slight edge in the last few. He, I thought. You know, going outside the box and debating Gavin Newsom kind of helped him. And then his main strength is that he's the only, he's the only incumbent. He's still a sitting governor. He just gave the state of the state address in Florida last night. Uh, he can always talk to policy issues that he's sure. doing on a daily basis where Haley's been out of the game for a little bit longer. So we, we always appreciate your insight and your professional help. Thank you very much, Professor Call. We appreciate it. Anytime. Take care. Director of Debate, University of Michigan Debate Program, Professor Aaron Call. Tomorrow's special program. I'll be in the air, good Lord willing, back with you Friday, but the Detroit Policy Conference at the Motor City Casino. Special guest host, Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle, Oakland County Executive Dave Coulter, Wayne County Executive Warren Evans. Stand by for Chris Renwick. Regards, Paul W. Smith.